Hi, this is Lindy, the creator and host of Lindy's Audio Cafe, a podcast focused on positive and thought-provoking stories. Life gets busy, and in the race for happiness, we sometimes forget it's often the smaller things in life that truly matter. My podcast is focused on the stories that don't make tabloids, the basics that make you smile, the kindness of people who help make the world a better place. Yeah, we need a bit more of that. But before we get started, please be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss future episodes. Thanks for listening. there and welcome to Lindy's Audio Cafe. My name is Lindy and I'm absolutely delighted to be back here with you again today. And guess what? This is my 14th episode and I think it's a great time to talk about bikes. That's right, pedal bikes, all kinds of pedal bikes and specifically e-bikes. Boy, well, biking season's just around the corner. Woohoo! You know, I love biking. In fact, biking's been part of my life for 50 years. And I have such great memories of those early days. Believe me, from colored tassels to pant leg guards, right over to those failed wheelie attempts. I've always treasured my time on my bike. Now, bikes had so many functions when I was a kid. You know, as well as providing entertainment, that's what got us from A to B. You know, probably because our family didn't have a car, and that was my main mode of transport to my friends' houses and over to the corner store. Now, styles have really changed over the years. From banana bikes with sissy bars to 10-speed cycles, oh, I've had my share of bikes. Mom always rode an old-style cruiser bike, you know, with the blue and white two-tone seat. And what was kind of considered frumpy back then is now considered retro, and vintage bikes are kind of cool. Biking has changed a lot over the years. I read online that back in 1817, when a German baron named Karl von Drey created a two-wheel contraption, it was known as the Velocipede, or the Hobby Horse. (laughs) Great names. Several inventors continued to develop prototypes with oversized front wheels, and by the 1880s, bicycles were the complete rage. Imagine that, oversized wheels. And here we are in 2022, and they have become so popular. In a world where we're trying to combat climate change, bicycles have become more popular than ever, and there's so many styles now. Now, helmets are an absolute must. We didn't wear helmets when we were kids. And I remember when helmets were introduced, I felt like a bit of a weirdo riding around with this bubble-looking noggin protector. Pretty soon, there was lots of us weirdos on the road, and then it really wasn't weird at all anymore. In fact, the helmets became fancier and sportier. In some areas, they even deemed them mandatory. But believe me, helmets are needed. A member in my family was hit by a car while riding on a bike, and this happened on a main roadway many, many years ago. And I remember the time the attending doctor and the police officer both confirmed my family member survived because of that helmet. And from that point on, I never thought of a helmet as being weird or silly. You never know when you're going to wipe out and how hard you're going to land. You can buy a new bike, but brains are not for sale on aisle 5. My last pedal bike was a hybrid style commuter bike. It was great! And that last big ride I did on the bike was a 100 kilometer charity event ride with my partner. 
Our bikes were a bit heavy and we managed to do the 100 kilometers in just less than five hours. And at one point, my sense of direction led me the wrong way and I tried to tell my partner that he needed to turn around. You know what he replied? He goes, do you really think all those riders behind you are going the wrong way? Oops, I looked around. Yeah, I was going the wrong way. I still had another 30 kilometers to go and I was getting a little bit tired. So when we reached the end, my forearms were shot and I had a last dose of energy though when I saw there was food at the finish line. My partner says the only time I smiled that whole ride was when I saw that hot dog stand. (laughs) Yep, that would be me. The reason the bike was heavy was because of all the food and drinks you were packing. Last year I ended up with a hip really acting up as well as an arm and shoulder issue. It was getting harder to ride my hybrid bike and I could barely go out without pain. It was really becoming upsetting to me because riding's been a huge part of my life and my body just wasn't cooperating. Then one day, it really hit me. Hey, what's that latest trend in affordable transportation? E-bikes, that's right, e-bikes that can get you the extra boost to go the extra mile. I had noticed people of all ages booting around on these bikes. Some of my friends had parked their cars and only rode their e-bikes in the summer. I did a fair amount of research, but not so much from a technical standpoint. I was looking at how many kilometers you could get on a battery, what the replacement batteries would cost, tire sizes, bike cost, and most important was if I could get a step through. My previous bikes had that bar across and with my hip joint flared up, I could no longer swing my leg over. Well, we were so lucky because we had a mobile distributor in our neighborhood. He brought his van to our house and he provided us with demo models that we could try out before we even bought one. We were on our e-bikes less than a minute and we knew right away it was the right choice for us. We both decided to go for the step-through style. It was important for us to get something that would allow mounting and dismounting of the bike and anything that would stay possible at our ages. There seemed to be a bit of a stigma with a few of our die-hard bike rider friends and one buddy kind of teased us that riding an e-bike wasn't really exercise. Well, that was so wrong. In fact, what it does is it allows you to get full exercise, but at a level that will work for you. Now on my bike, I have different gears and I can change the levels of assist from being non-existent to moderate help. I also have a thumb throttle on the left side and a simple press on the throttle will power my bike way up the hill. Now, are e-bikes only for us middle-aged folks and seniors? Not at all. Like, in fact, I know a young 15-year-old girl who rides a really cool-looking step-through, and she loves it. If you can manage it, they're well worth the investment. So what exactly are e-bikes? Well, they're bikes that look just like a regular bike, perhaps with a bit of a wider frame. You still pedal with your legs to propel the bike, but you have the assistance of a battery-powered electric motor. And what motivates people to get an e-bike? Well, there are so many reasons. Increasing fuel costs means more people are looking at affordable transportation options. Well, environmentally, they are a good option. Think about it. I mean, with all the climate change, this is something we just can't ignore. And for people like myself who want to remain active but we're experiencing some physical issues, e-bikes can simply help to keep you riding a little bit longer. 
Well, I'm not a technical expert, and there is so much to learn about all bikes, including e-bikes. I was able to chat briefly this morning with Curtis, and he's the kind gentleman who sold us our e-bikes. I learned a few things that I really wasn't aware of. So I asked Curtis if people were buying them for racing, and he mentioned that that isn't really something happening over here, not in our neck of the woods, but perhaps in other countries, just not in our area. He also reminded me that there are places where e-bikes are not permitted on trails and told me it's really important to be aware of that if you're planning to go out and ride in those zones. Hmm, makes sense. And I always wondered if you needed fat tires to ride on the back trails. It made total sense to me when he mentioned that fat tires could potentially soften the footprint on the trails in addition to providing a bit of a softer ride. When I bought my bike, the frame seemed like it was quite tall. However, as soon as I got on and I rode it, the fit was absolutely perfect. And I know there's a lot of things to look at when you're trying to decide what is the right kind of bike. And uh, Curtis made some really good points. He mentioned that when you're looking for a new bike, many factors can come into play. You know, it depends on how long do you plan to commute? You know, does the bike need to go into an RV or a boat? Or what kind of roads do you plan to ride on? You know, all these things can really play a role in what kind of bike you should be getting. Another good point he made during our discussion was that it's a good idea to have a pannier for the heavier loads. So I'm like, a pannier? What's a pannier? Of course I didn't know what that was. I'm a foodie and it sounded a little bit like a panini to me, but nope, it's not. A pannier is a style of bike bag that's slung over the sides of the bike rack. He mentioned that keeping the weight lower is a little bit more stable and it makes for an easier ride. Hmm, maybe I can pack a panini in my pannier. I was also told that having good hydraulic brakes is really important, and that does make sense to me. After all, these bikes can go pretty fast, and just like any motorized vehicle, you sure want to know those brakes are going to work when you need them. Once you have that bike and you're ready to get riding, there's always the question as to how do you keep your bike secure? Well, you know what? Unfortunately, these days, there are disrespectful individuals out there who seem to feel that what you worked hard to earn is rightfully theirs. Yeah, a sense of entitlement in a thief suit can be very disheartening. Make sure that you have really good high-end locks for your e-bike. Um, Curtis showed me how to put in a pin code on the console of my e-bike when I bought it. And that's pretty helpful, you know, because my console is of no value to anybody if they don't have the code. Also a good idea to remove the battery if you're going to be away for an extended period of time. I mean, not having the battery on there might help deter a bit of theft. And make sure that you've got your serial number recorded. And oh, and also did you know you can register your bike on a website? It's called Project 529 Garage. Project 529 is an independent bike registration and recovery service. And I first heard about it through Curtis, and I actually found the link to it on the BCRCMP website. And from what I read online, Project 529 will provide both registrants and police access to, you know, the bike registration and reporting system that it basically helps with recovery of your bike if something should happen to it. So I went online, I had a look at it. I have not used it yet myself, but uh, as I mentioned before, it was linked to the RCMP site online, so uh, probably a very valuable thing. And you know, of course, with anything that's mechanical, periodic maintenance is really important. You know, when you purchase your e-bike, talk to your supplier about recommended service and find out what can you do at home versus what should be done by the professionals. 
I'm super lucky because Curtis will come back to pick up the bike when it's time for maintenance and then he brings the bike back to you when the service is complete. That is pretty cool and that is what I call true service. Hey, on a final note, I know of a few people who were not highly experienced riders and they had a hard time adjusting to the assist on their bike. I guess that happens and you want to make sure your bike's the right size and you have good instruction on how to get going. If you're new to e-bikes, you can always leave the e-bike on the setting with no assist, just like you used to have. Once you start pedaling and get your momentum, then go ahead and put on the assist. That might help you get started. I never really had that issue myself, but I've heard about it, and I've tried it both ways, and it made sense to me. So if you find that it's too hard to get started with assist, and it's making you feel like it's kicking you into gear, just turn that assist off, start pedaling, and then put it back on. E-bikes contribute to clean air and good health. Here in BC, our government is currently offering rebates for e-bikes for both individuals and businesses using cargo e-bikes. I'm not sure how long this program will last, but it sure is worth looking into. And if you live outside of British Columbia, perhaps it's worth checking into your region to see if they're offering any rebates for e-bikes. Why not check it out? Oh, all this talk about e-bikes, and now I've got the urge to go pull my e-bike out of storage from the winter. Oh, even though it can run in colder temps, I still like to protect it from the elements. It is, after all, an investment in my health and my happiness. You should always care for your investments. Biking is just so good. It doesn't matter if you have a mountain bike, a road bike, e-bike, fat tire bike, or a three-wheel bike. Yep, when my day comes that the balance is an issue, I will go for a three-wheeler before I stop riding. Motion is lotion and biking is good for the soul. For the young parents out there, remember that your lifestyle reflects on your children. My mom rode her bike with us. I rode my bike with my children. Now my grandchildren are riding with their parents. Generations of healthy living and it's heartwarming to see this happen again and again. And on another note, it is time to wrap it up here today. So listen everybody, have a great week. And do remember as you head out, whether it's by foot or on wheels, smiles come in all languages and in all colors. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to click like and share it so others can enjoy it also. Join the Lindy's Audio Cafe podcast group for updates. Oh, and positive reviews are always welcome as well. (laughs) Check the show notes for updated links. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.